You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. This is uh, episode 39. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. Um, we're going to be covering um, day two of Los Angeles, or Stanley's um, Los Angeles Comic Con. Um, we're a little behind. We've been super busy, but... Uh, want to cover um day two which was sunday um for us and so uh we'll just get right into it um day two was uh just about as busy as day one in terms of like the surrounding area uh saturday it was like league of legends like world championship that was next door and so when we got there to los angeles uh comic con early um there was like a a marathon that was taking was it a marathon or like a half marathon Sunday was the half marathon. Okay, yeah. So like it, it was, a, it was super busy. There wasn't a lot of parking, um, but we got there early enough. Actually, we got there like way earlier than we expected to. Um, you know, as many times we've been to conventions, you would think that like would have been smart enough to like check the schedule to see like what time the convention was starting. Um, we thought it was starting at nine. Like it was like it started um, on uh, Saturday. Uh, turns out it actually started at ten. Um, and the thing was, is our plan was for Sunday was to, um, meet Stan Lee. So the, the meet and greet with Stan Lee wasn't until 11 a.m. So not only did we have to wait like two hours to get into the convention, but then we still had to wait like a whole another hour to actually meet Stan Lee. Um, and it seemed like everybody else that was in the front of the line with us or like pretty much like a ton of other people had the same plan. Um... And what sucks is, like, we didn't even think of this, but there were people that had actually, like, bought their tickets, like, the day before, huh? Yeah. And some of them had the free whatever it was that came with the VIP pass, so... Well, like, the free autograph or the free photo or whatever it was? Yeah, they paid tons of money for it, so suckers, but... You know, I, you know, I actually looked on the website, and it turned out that there was actually, um, like, a few tickets. It was a limited amount where, like, if you bought them within a certain amount of time, like, when they first did the tickets, that... Like, you paid the same price as everybody else, like, for just a general admission ticket, but you got a free signature with it of your cho- of your choice, which was pretty cool. But I guess a lot of people weren't aware of that, or at least when they became aware of it, like, it was already gone, which is kind of weak. It's because they started their ticket sales, like, super far in advance. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know about it until it was already gone. Um, but anyways, uh, so we ended up waiting a lot longer than we when we should have. You know, we had to kind of linger around, like, uh, the lobby area before they actually started letting people line up. Because even though the thing was open, and uh, they already had security there, and, uh, you know, pretty much everything that would pretty much lead to them accommodating people to line up, they were, you know, basically directing people away from it. Which, I've never understood that. You know, going to different conventions, it seems like they're ready. They have everything prepped. They have all the delineators lined up. They have security all there. Except they don't let people line up. They make you, like, keep walking or, you know, come back. Like, it's never made sense to me. To me, it seems pretty stupid. But um, eventually, when they did let us line up, we're, like, at the very front of the line. Uh, when they finally opened the doors, we'd beeline it straight for uh, straight for the uh, ticket sales table. Only to, only to realize that uh, they only take cash. Which, I mean, I guess is a pretty much common practice everywhere. But... Amanda and I aren't the type of people that are always paying to uh, meet people. 
you know. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, our, our thing is, is like, if we meet people, we meet people. If we don't, we don't. Um, you know, the reason we decided to meet Stan Lee or to pay money to meet Stan Lee is one, because we're at Stan Lee's Comic Con. Two, it was our first year there. And he's old. Yeah. And three is he's very old. And, you know, there's, you know, I mean, every day is precious for any human, but, you know, uh, Stan Lee is a very. Especially for 93 year olds. Yeah. He's 93 years old and he's not getting any younger. And so we wanted the opportunity to at least say that we met Stan Lee or, um, you know, I mean, it's Stan Lee. So uh, we decided that we were just going to go ahead and do that. Um, you know, he's always got people around him. And so it was one of those things where more than likely it wasn't going to be like, a, oh, we just ran into Stan Lee and we got a picture with him. That was pretty much apparent it wasn't going to happen. So we went ahead and did that. So once we bought the ticket and we scrambled for the ATM to buy the ticket, uh, we made our way across the convention floor, lined up, and pretty much killed time uh, watching the Hot Topic main stage where um, they were showing uh, like an advertisement for some sort of augmented reality game that uh, uh, Stan Lee was promoting um, with some of the other people from the convention. And, and basically it was a game where like, everything in the world including the characters themselves are like circular and they're like in this planet that's like beyond Pluto um, and it's basically like kind of like a shoot 'em game where you're, you're capturing things that are like flying at you and stuff like space and whatever I mean it, it seemed neat I mean more I mean definitely like a kid game uh, you know I mean obviously with the popularity of Pokemon and augmented reality games this is kind of right up there but um you know, we were just basically watching that, and then as it turns out, um, like, I would say within the last, like, 20 minutes, Chris Hardwick comes out and surprises uh, everybody who's there, um, you know, watching Stanley talk about this game, and, you know, is basically doing these rapid-fire questions about, I don't know, he was basically trying to come up with a bunch of questions that Stanley hasn't been asked, but, I mean, really, I mean, how hard is that? Like, how many times has Stanley been interviewed? He's fucking 93. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he's been asked just about every question. I mean, obviously, Chris Hardwick talks for a living. Talking Dead. I mean, Talking Preacher when they do it. Uh, talking anything on that channel. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Talking Anything on AMC. Um, you know, then he does At Midnight. And then he does the Nerdist Podcast. And I'm um, pretty sure he does other stuff, too. But, I mean, that's just to name a few things. So, um, you know, he's going through a line of questions with Stan Lee. They're talking, chit-chatting. And I'm over here looking at the watch like, um, it's almost fucking 11 o'clock. He's going to be late. And, um, you know, <laughs> we've, you know, we're just, there's people walking by like, oh, you're there. That's the line for Stan Lee. Oh, good luck. And we didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Like, and I, I don't know. People were just kind of like, huh, you know, huh, you know, and then, uh, so anyways, Stan Lee ended up showing up like 10 minutes late he um, operates on his own time. I mean, Everybody knows that. It is it is Stanley Comic Con, and he is an older he is an older man. He can't. Well, even when he's at somebody else's convention, he operates on his own time. Yeah. I mean, he's earned it. Yeah. He's old enough. <laughs> it's very true. So you know, he shows up like ten minutes late. Not a big deal. It's fucking ten minutes. Um, you know, basically they make a hole in the middle of the line for him, and uh, you know he makes his way into the uh, area for the meet and greet, and uh, you know. Everybody starts filing in, and so, uh, you know, prior to going in there, you know, we paid an extra 10 bucks so that we get a little JPEG file sent to us. It's just a copy of, 
you know, like the 8x10, you know, glossy photo that we paid for. And, uh, you know, so we walk in, we hand the, you know, people our stuff, we line up with Stan Lee, take the photo, and we walk out, and they tell us that basically it's going to take like 30 minutes for this photo to develop and to basically just walk around and come pick it up and you're done. And, uh, you know, so prior to getting our photo taken, I had asked one of the people, I was like, hey, if something happens, somebody blinks, something, you know, weird, the camera, the photo turns out weird, you know, are we going to be able to retake it? And he's all, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not a problem. You know, he's all, you know, typically they'll catch it right then, just have you retake it right there because, you know, the photographer checks it. Well, while we're walking around um, the convention floor, we noticed that, uh, I don't know their names, but the um, the guy, the, the the kid that plays Henry Danger. And His name is Jace. Jace Norman, and then, something like that. And then the guy that plays Captain Man, do you know his name? Cooper Barnes. Okay, she's always good with names and shit. Like I'm not, I'm not good with that at all. So those two guys, they were actually um, at a table, basically just you know signing photos of themselves, you know, for people for free. They weren't charging anybody for autographs. They weren't charging anybody for photos, like a bunch of other douchebags were. Because they know their target, their their target audience is like five to. What fifteen? I think is what the age range in that line was, and they're not gonna have money to cough up for their autograph. You know what though? I mean, there's there's some people that just like charge to charge, like okay, that's true. For instance, I mean, like there's people that are like super old, like <laughs> nobody, like they're obscure characters, like you don't know them unless you watch like a 1982 television show where it was like episode 51 through 54. And this dude's, like, still trying to milk that fame, so to speak. And they just fucking convention hop and, you know, they charge you $10 for the signature or $15 well, for there. a selfie. They're broke. They well, need the money. But still, like, it's, it's you know, it's like Henry this fucking... Danger and Captain Man are still on TV. They're still making that money. I know, and they're not charging. That's what I'm getting at. Like, these guys I are, know, like, super cool. that's why they don't have to charge. They're still making that money. Mr. Old Guy from 1970, he's not making money anymore. That's why he's charging for his... Oh, okay, well, what was kind of a disappointment to me is, like, you know, we're walking around... And, like, the comic book guys are there. The, dude, the dudes from Comic Book Men, if you guys, you know, obviously watch that television show, they were there in a booth. And it's not super expensive, so, I mean, you guys are probably going to be like, oh, this cheap bitch. You know, but it was, like, $20 for a selfie with them. But the thing is, is it was only three of them. It wasn't all four of them. Which, I mean, maybe I'm just picky, but, like, I wanted at least to be with the entire cast, minus Kevin Smith. See, to me, they aren't worth the price. Uh, I mean, the thing is, like, the I'll, show you is know, fun, but it, to me, th- don't charge. They're not worth the charge. They're right. They're piggybacking off of Kevin Smith. Well, I'm that's just, all that is. I'm just like, you know what? It'd be cool to meet them or talk to them or whatever. Like, I mean, obviously, if you need to go to the secret stash, I'm not ever going to go to the secret stash specifically. You know, you know, go to Jersey to you know go to the secret stash. I mean, I guess if at some point I ended up in Jersey for some reason, like I might try to make my way there. But I mean, realistically speaking, like I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not going to meet these dudes, like, going across, you know, the eastern portion of the U.S. So, I mean, 20 bucks for a fucking selfie, not a big deal, but I was just kind of like, seriously, these guys over here, like, you know, I mean, kids love and adore these guys, and, and you know, they're over here making, doing signatures and taking photos, and, I mean, to me, like, you know, this show is, like, as famous as, like, Comic Book Men is, like, the Comic Book Men are like, oh, yeah, Probably you know, more. Pay, yeah, pay, I mean, yeah, pay me $20 <laughs> for a selfie, and I'm just like, fuck, man. And I'm like, and then I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll pay $20 for a selfie, but God damn it, if I'm going to pay 20 bucks for a selfie, I want the whole fucking cast. I mean, I understand Kevin Smith's not going to be there, but I was being super picky. Anyways, we ended up getting in line because our kids, uh, 
love that show. They're always fucking recording it. There's always like a million always. fucking recordings of like every you know show that comes out, and uh, you know that they're, they're even so into it. They're like, oh, there's gonna be a show on at 8 p.m. and it's a new one, and it's 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 cute. So so uh, you know we get in the line, uh, we get we get autographs um, of them, and and then you know take photos with them. They're super cool, and uh, you know so then. We go back to pick up our fucking photo, and guess what? Amanda blinked in it, and that's so not shocking. I blink all the time. She does. She blinks like a lot, and so I have like a to quote some mean girls here. I have like a fifth sense about these things. I know when the camera's gonna go, and yeah. I just blink. And, and so that's why I asked the person like, "Hey, if one of us blinks, like a." Are they gonna, you know, be able to retake the photo? Because I mean, who wants the, who wants a fucking photo with like you blinking all retarded? Yeah, it was really bad. It was a really bad picture. <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised if someone saw it on the table and took a picture of it and it ends up on the internet somewhere. Like, look at this dumb, stupid photo. Like, you know, or like, or like somebody, that. you know, somebody does what they did uh, to that uh, uh, one kid in Clerks Two. You know, like defile your photo with like you know the dick and balls. Like, you know, it's it's just. Uh, yeah, it was bad. So, anyways, um, when we go to pick up the photo, um, this this girl comes over who was one of the actual convention uh, volunteers was like, "Oh, did you guys see your photo? Um, you know, you guys you guys blinked in it. So, like, did you guys want to go ahead and retake it?" And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Like, she was totally on top of it. We didn't even get a chance to like ask about it. She'd or- she'd already knew who we were and was like, "Oh, let me set that up." That's how bad it was. <laughs> she remembered. It was That's burned. how bad it was. It was burned into her memory. So, um, so anyway, so she comes over and tells us, you know, hey, look, your photo was, you know, uh, you blinked in it, so you want to go ahead and retake it. Well, I guess that's exactly what we want to do. And so she ends up talking to um, one of the other uh, people who's part of, like, I guess, like the studio people, like the photography people. And, um, you know, she's like, oh, well, we're not going to be able to do it right now. She goes, um, you know, come back uh, when Stanley's doing uh, a meet and greet at 2 p.m. and we'll be able to get you in. So we're like okay because initially she's like oh well you know you know go ahead and come back and i'm thinking like okay well when you know because we want to do other shit like we had plans to like go to all these different panels and then they're telling us to come back at two which kind of like eats into that so they tell us oh no no no, just go ahead and walk around like you don't have to wait around just come back at two and you know we'll take care of you and so the other girl's like yeah yeah we'll get you in the front of the line so you don't have to wait again because we'd already waited a long time so anyways um you know, we, we make our way over to some panels, and um, the first one we did was to go to um, the the Walking Dead um, After Buzz, I believe it is. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, it's basically the After Buzz, After Buzz TV's The Walking Dead After Show, and um, basically it's a live in-person version of The Walking Dead After Show, um, which is an, it's an online... It's an online broadcast show that's like it was. It's like produced by somebody who um, is from E, and they have like a pretty big following, and they get like a shit ton of views. She's the lady that does the first look at the movie theater. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, so um, you know that that panel I thought was like one of the more engaging panels that we've been to up until that point. Um, the reason being is because. They pretty much recognize that, hey, look, we're fans just like everybody else in this room. Everybody else probably has, like, great insight about, like, this episode that aired. You know, obviously, spoilers, if you haven't seen 
in that last episode, which at this point you have if you're a Walking Dead fan, um, you know, um, you know, Glenn and Abraham, you know, got the fucking bat, and so you know they're talking about that, and you know, who did you want to see, or you know, why did it happen, and you know, uh, is Negan really, you know, going to be able to break down, um, you know, Rick Grimes as a character, you know, and what might happen to Daryl, and so. You know, one of the things that I brought up was that, you know, I thought that, uh, you know, um, if anybody was going to die, it didn't need to be Abraham. I mean, I know Abraham was on borrowed time because he was supposed to get the arrow in the face. But, uh, you know, I liked Abraham as a character. Um, He's probably my second favorite character next to Daryl. And so I was kind of hoping that Maggie would get killed. And everybody thought that was horrible. I got a collective gasp reaction from people that were just like, oh, my God, you picked a pregnant lady? And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, it's like a two-for-one. It's, like, way more shocking, which got another collective gasp because apparently that's not something that you should be saying. Um, but, uh, you know, they did agree that that would have been shocking. Um, obviously, her and Glenn probably would have been too much for people just because they're two original cast members from season one, and people just don't like Abraham as much, I don't think. That's why you don't kill off both of them. You kill off Maggie and you keep Glenn. <laughs> Everybody keeps saying that. Uh, I mean, but that's yeah. what happens. And then take mullet instead of freaking Abraham. <laughs> take mullet, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think mullet's got a lot more to give. No, he wasn't. As far as impact goes, I mean, Abraham isn't mourned the way that that Glenn is mourned because you know Glenn was original and Abraham just came into it. But out of the pairing of the two, Abraham and Eugene, Abraham was a more well liked one. I did out of the two so I don't know I think people would have rather seen Eugene go yeah uh, yeah I mean there were there were a couple of people that agreed they said that the mullet guy should have died you know so you definitely weren't alone in that um you know I mean personally I just thought that Maggie should have died and then the thing is too is like I think they actually had planned on killing Maggie but it was probably just too much you know enough people were you know shitting bricks about how graphic it was to kill Abraham in that way and then to kill Glenn in that way could you imagine if it was a female in that role and a pregnant female at that? Like, it would have been fucking shocking. People yeah. would have died. My vote is still for Maggie. Yeah, I mean, I, I still agree. I think it should have been Maggie, too. So, um, you know, we kept talking, uh, you know, about the show. And, you know, one of the things was, is like, you know, is Negan really going to be able to break Rick? You know, because, you know, Rick's a powerful character. He's always, you know, kind of gotten through things. And he's this alpha male. Um, you know, is he just playing along with Negan? Or, like, you know, did Negan really break him? You know, when the, when he met that point where he had to cut Carl's arm off, you know, or was this all, you know, part of some grand ploy to, you know, get close to Negan so that he can kill him? And, you know, there was a lot of doubt in the room from people that, you know, just don't believe that, you know, Rick can be broken or that Negan can do that. And my thought was... Rick is, is that, totally broken. He's done right now. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were saying, hey, is he going to... Well, there was one person that said it, you know, oh, is he going to slip into that, you know, psychosis that he slipped into when they were at the prison? I hope not, you know. I don't think he's there because that was, you know, that was his wife and she was pregnant or whatever. But he's he's broken. I mean, I think he's going to snap back eventually. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if they do t- want to follow the comics because, you know, eventually Big Bad eats it. But um, I don't think Rick does it, but I hear he does get killed, so... But I think Rick is going to snap back. They can't have the show go on with him being broken again. Right. That that was a rough season because he was so out of it. Like it just they lost a lot of viewers because of it because it just lagged with him being so dumb. 
Yeah. And like out of it. So I don't think they'll do it again. He'll he'll start it off like that, but he won't stay that way. Yeah. I mean, my thought was is like, you know, maybe he is broken right now and that it's not impossible for him to be broken. And the reason is, is because, you know, Negan's got a lot of followers and obviously a lot of his followers are male. You know, and, and, you know, geographically speaking, you know, we're seeing the, the show expand. There's multiple towns in this area. You're finding out that there's, like, a lot of different, uh, you know, areas that have different rulers. There's, like, trade agreements between people. And you're finding out that this, you know, area is a lot bigger than than it has been. So, um, you know, what, what ends up happening is, you know, you, you look at this and you think, okay, well... You know, the world is bigger. You know, maybe... Maybe Negan has gotten a lot of these guys from different geographical locations that were basically like the ricks of their group. You know, maybe these dudes led other groups that were similar to Rick's group and he managed to break them. You know, it's like we have a special connection to Rick because we've seen Rick and all of his group progress through the years because that's the focus of the show. You know, but what if these other guys that are, you know, being run by, uh, you know, Negan at this point are, you know, were like Rick, you know, and so it's, uh, you know, one of those things where they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we hadn't thought about it like that, you know, maybe that is the case, you know, so then you move on to, um, you know, Glenn and what might happen with Glenn. I mean, personally, I think that Glenn's days are numbered, or not Glenn, but Daryl's, you know, I think Daryl's days are numbered. I mean, they took Daryl, and a lot of people were like, oh, if Daryl dies, we're going to riot. But the thing is, is, I mean, Daryl doesn't even exist in the comics. Like, he's basically a wild card. And, um, you know, I think at this point, it's... I think he's on borrowed time as well. I actually saw a leaked video that um, that does show him getting killed by walkers. Basically getting, like, his stomach torn out. But, I mean, they could be filming, like, different variations of what could happen. Because, like, there was the leaked video of fucking Maggie getting killed, but she didn't die. So, I mean, it might be to throw people off because they know that there's a leak. I mean, because there was somebody that managed to put out accurately everything that happened in that episode, right? Somebody had put out, like, pretty much every fucking spoiler on their website. Yeah, there's a Facebook group. They put out, it's called The Spoiling Dead. Uh-huh. And they'll tell you about every episode. They had the first six episodes, their plot lines out maybe two months, two or three months ago. Right. And so it's like, you know, obviously... And they did. They said it right. It was Abraham and Glenn. I was like, no, that's not right. No, yeah. it was right. Yeah, and so, I mean, obviously there's a there's a leak, you know, somewhere in their film crew, which is probably why they have to fill these multiple things because they don't know who the fuck's doing it. Which, you know, so, I mean, even though I'm saying, oh, yeah, Daryl might be on borrowed time, maybe he dies, you know, maybe he doesn't because at this point, who knows. Um, so, again, we really like that panel. They took... A lot of questions, like, as it was going, they didn't speak for 45 minutes, and they let you only ask, like, fucking five minutes worth of questions. So it was really engaging, you know, with other people in the room and kind of getting their insight on, like, what they thought. Because it was, like, one girl sitting behind us that had, like, seen a bunch of little things, like, foreshadowing. Um, I can't remember what it was, though. But she, like, she noticed, like, some foreshadowing, like, nobody had noticed. But then, like, when it was brought up, like... You know, it made a whole lot of sense. Because when they went in and killed all of Negan's people and they had the pictures of the people they had killed, at the end of the episode, somebody took a picture of Glenn. Right. Yeah. And so there was a foreshadowing there. And she noticed it and nobody else did. I mean, me included. So, again, it was a good panel. Um, Then we made our way over to the Funimation Industry 
panel, um, which again was Funimation related stuff, them playing trailers and them talking about this and that, and basically promoting the uh, Funimation app and all that kind of thing. And you know, oh, you know, if you sign up, you'll get like a 30 minute free trial instead of a 14 day free trial. A 30 minute. Or 30, 30, <laughs> 30 day free trial instead of 14 day free trial. Except what ended up happening was that we'd gone to the two previous panels. We went to the one that was like Saturday morning. And then we went to the Peep Show one that was like Saturday afternoon. Those were fun. They were fun. And the, but the thing is, is the Funimation industry one was basically like a rehash from the first um, earlier uh, Saturday panel. Which um, is why it was boring. And, and there were just like different variations of like the same shows. Like, you know, how like a movie comes out and they play trailer one and then you might see trailer two later. Where it was almost like we watched trailer one from the first... Um, like the first panel on Saturday and then like they were playing like trailer two like they were just slightly different and so yeah it was kind of boring for us because we'd already seen um most of these trailers and what sucked is like we'd actually got in the front row (laughs) and then like you know it just seems kind of rude like you're in the front row and then you got to leave like you know 15 minutes early that's exactly what we had to do because um I mean one we just kind of weren't interested in that panel just because it was redundant and, um, you know, it was really like, oh, yeah, sign up for the Funimation app, sign up for the Funimation app, like, sign up and go get a free t-shirt and do our free trial and stuff, which is, like, every two trailers, that's what they're reminding you to do. Um, and so when we left, we were leaving so that we can go back to the 2 p.m. Um, for the, the, the 2 p.m. Uh, meet and greet with Stan Lee so that we can get our picture retaken. So when we show up, we get lined up. And then we're talking to some other people that are in this line that are basically like it's a line next to the front people in the line. And we find out that these other people that are in this line with us, they had been at a uh, – they were in a line for a Stanley meet and greet at 2 p.m. yesterday, the Saturday. Um, and they were basically told to come back and basically given a credit to meet Stanley and were given Sunday passes for free because when they were in the line waiting for Stanley to show up at 2 p.m. on Saturday – Stanley decided to go home. So I told you this thing in his own way, his own time. Yeah. So <coughs> Stanley decided to go home, and so they had to come back and basically make new plans to uh, meet Stanley. So there they were in line with us, um, trying to get their chance to meet him. So um, you know, I had talked to one of the um, staff staffers and was basically like, "Hey, you know, what? can I get a piece of paper so I can write my email down again so I can get my JPEG." You know, this new photo, the JPEG file, sent to email, and they're like, oh, no, you don't have to worry about it. You know, just let the photographer know. You know, give the email to him. He'll take care of you. Like, he's a super nice guy. But I, I hadn't got the impression that he was a super nice guy the first time we did the photo with him because, like, he just rushed everybody through it, like, super fast. Not a super nice guy. And so... Spoiler alert. When we got in to take the photo um, the second time, um, Amanda goes over to Stanley. I walk over and I'm like, oh, so who do I give my email to? And the camera guy's like, oh, give it to one of those ladies. And it was like one of the people standing behind him. There were two people there, like with printers and computers and shit. And so I'm like, who do I give the email to? And they're just kind of looking at each other like they're fucking retarded. Like they have no idea what I'm talking about. And then the photographer's like, I guess he'd already snapped a photo of uh, Amanda with Stan Lee. Surprise! And then she's like, oh, my husband's right there, you know. And he's all, hey, we'll get in this picture if you want to be in it. And I'm like, uh, well, I'm just trying to fucking give my email to somebody. Like, I was supposed to give it to someone. And he's all, just get in the photo. And so, like, I got in the photo, and he took the photo. And then they're like, all right, bye. 
And I'm just like, wow, how fucking rude. Like, you know, I mean, it was his fault that we had to come back because every photo, he tilts his camera and checks it to make sure that, like, the photo came out okay. And so when we took the photo the first time and Amanda blinked, he should have caught it then so that we could have just retaken it right then. But he didn't because then it got processed and we had to find out like 30 minutes later that it was fucked up and we had to come back for the 2 p.m. meet and greet. And then when I'm trying to get somebody to take my fucking email so that it can get sent to me, he was, you know, nobody could give me a piece of paper to freaking write on to give it to somebody. And then when he's telling me to give it to somebody behind him and I try to do that, oh, guess what? Nobody knows to take the fucking thing. And, you know, he's telling me to hurry up and, you know, get in the damn photos. So it's just like, you know, it's just super, I don't know, it just pissed me off beyond belief. I mean, I mean, I guess it was cool that I got to meet Stanley a second time, but, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like, you know. Stressful. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we were trying to do everything that we could so that we can make the, you know, meet and greet, like, you know, go a little bit smoother and faster, you know, and just get them the information that we needed so that we can get a copy of our photo and all that stuff done. And then the, phot- the photographer was just a fucking douche. And he wasn't somebody... Super rude. He wasn't even somebody who was part of the convention. <coughs> like, he was just, like, a photographer. The, the, the convention people that were actually helping us do the retake and were, you know, helping us get in the front of the line again and all that stuff, like, they were part of the convention. They were super nice and super helpful. Yeah, they were really nice. <coughs> and so, um... Really, it was the photographer. It was the photography company that I wasn't a really big fan of. Anyways, I ended up talking to another lady that's like, "Oh yeah, you know, don't worry about it. I can't take your email right now, but you know, if you come back toward the end, um, you know, we'll be able to, you know, get the, you know, get your photo sent." And so basically, she told me to come back like at the end of the day. Like she couldn't take it right then for whatever reason to come back at the end of the day. So because they can't even. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning was behind <laughs> it, but. We're just like, whatever, I mean, might as well just, you know, do what they're saying as opposed to argue about it because it's not going to get anything done. So, um, at that point, we showed up late for the uh, Schmoes No Show, which is an hour-long version of the Schmoes No Movies show um, with the entire crew. And these guys were the guys that we were talking about that was like the Schmoes movie trivia thing that take that took place um, at the end of... Um, uh, Saturday's events and it was refreshingly funny like it was probably one of the funnest uh, probably like the funnest panel that we did on Saturday and so um, you know we're like oh yeah let's go check these dudes out again because they were hilarious and so um, you know they, they weren't doing any sort of trivia competition uh, for this particular one they were basically just talking about the show some of the stuff they have planned and you know all that kind of thing but it was still interesting and you know, they still took a lot of, like, you know, questions and answers and, you know, just were trying to field people's questions. And I think one of the things that stuck out uh, for that panel was just, like, people wanted to know, like, what their, you know, most hated... Summer movie. That seemed to be a big focus with the yeah. summer summer movies. Yeah, you know, most hated summer movie and what was your most hated genre? And, you know, almost across the board, most people fucking hated musicals. <laughs> um, you know, and the other thing was is, like, it was a tie for, like, you know, people that hated fucking Independence Day, um, Resurgence. Uh, there was one other movie that people hated, but I know um, one of the guys hated Ghostbusters, which some people were like, oh, no, Ghostbusters wasn't terrible. 
It was and terrible. And it's like, no, it was. We, Me and Amanda saw that movie. Ghostbusters fucking sucked ass. Like, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. They should have left that alone. Yeah, and the fact that they're trying to greenlight a second one is, like, completely fucking retarded. Straight to video, people. Yeah, seriously. Straight to fucking video. They probably made more money, uh, you know, selling fucking DVDs than it did in the movie theaters. It did. It, with top sales charts on DVDs. Yeah, so that's retarded, you know, that you're making more money as a fucking DVD disc than you are in box office. So that tells you something. Um, the thing is, is a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, Resurgence is bad. We have no opinion on Resurgence because we were actually smart enough not to waste two hours of our life to go fucking pay to see Independence Day Resurgence in the movie theater. One, because we didn't want to spend that much money. Two, because it just didn't look that great. And three, I mean, we're still reluctant to go see it because that's still life that we're spending. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> You know, so, you know, the thing is, is, like, we don't, I mean, probably Independence Day Resurgence is worse than fucking Ghostbusters, but we actually went and saw Ghostbusters trying to give it a fucking chance, and it was garbage. So, um, you know, that panel is pretty cool. And I mean, if you aren't able, or if you haven't checked them out, you might want to. Um, we gave their information in, in our previous podcast from uh, Saturday's coverage. So, I mean, I would check it out. Uh, they were pretty funny and pretty entertaining. Um you know, pretty approachable people. I talked to one of the guys after the panel who was decent. His girlfriend wasn't impressed, though. Like, he, she was basically standing around, like, <sighs> like you know, waiting for, uh, you know, everybody to be done. Because I guess everybody was kind of chatting them up pretty good. So then, um, you know, finally, uh, toward the end of the day, um, we decided to go to uh, Fanbase Press Presents A Guide to Self-Publishing. And so, um, basically... That way- one was boring, too. Yeah, I mean, basically I said, are you an independent creator in need of a few helpful things to get your project off the ground? You know, we're basically going to provide you with the info that you need to, you know, get started. And so I'm thinking, like, at a minimum, you know, um, you know, when you're talking about beginner, you know, at a minimum that you're going to do, they're going to tell you how to, uh, you know, write something and then get it published digitally. You know, I mean, to me, that's like beginner shit. You know, it was like getting your shit published digitally you know having it available for download on like kindle or amazon or whatever you know just like that's that would be the easiest way in my opinion to get into publishing your own book because it doesn't require a lot of capital or you know a lot of backing you know to get something you know to get something printed you know from a publisher as opposed to just getting your fucking book out there technically getting published you know and having people read your stuff you know to build some sort of name for yourself and Basically, that's what these people have said. Oh, once you have a name for yourself and you are showing that you're able to do X, Y, and Z, and you know people know who you are, then you know they'll 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 fucking you know they'll back your book and get your book printed and blah 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 blah. But the thing is, is like it's supposed to be a fucking guide on how to like for beginners. So like, how does a fucking beginner like already have like his name established and shit? Like it just made no sense. It was almost kind of like. You know, they were skipping point A and then talking about point B on how to get into the fucking game. And well, they... that that press company, it doesn't seem like they dealt with digital things. And, like, you know, for, for like, some people, like bloggers, a lot of them will self-publish their first book. And then an independent, usually an independent company will come along, which is what I think this fan... What is it? Fan per- person press? Yeah. Whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. They'll come along and pick it up and republish it. So I think that was the point of this panel. Yeah, it makes sense because, uh, I don't know, I, I don't feel like I really learned a lot. 
I mean, it was basically just him saying, hey, this is the stuff that we did. And, and, and basically, like, the few tidbits of, of useful information I got is that if you plan on publishing, you know, the, the one of the things you want to do isn't to, like, look for an artist. Um, you know, isn't to look for an artist to, like, animate stuff that you're writing about. Um, because a lot of times, you know, this artist might be busy doing other stuff, um, you know, whatever the case is, is that typically it's better to, say, put out information, um, you know, and have people come to you because they're more likely to dedicate their time to your, to whatever it is you're trying to get done. Another thing was is to, like, you know, have a contract prepared um, so that, uh, you know, you can get to work with, you know, these people that you're going to start doing work with. Um, and they suggested some sites like, uh, like university sites, like what was one of them? I think it was like Berkeley or something like that. It was a law school. Um, not Berkeley then. I don't know. I it, it was, it might've been a law. It, it, I don't know if it was Berkeley. I thought they said it was like Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they're basically, you know, advising that you go to a law school website, like a university, because typically they'll have like templates of like very... Um, good, uh, you know, contractual um, type stuff that you can print out in order to use to, like, write out a contract for people that you're going to do work with. Um, you know, I mean, there, there were a couple of little useful bits of information, but in general, like, I don't really feel like it was super helpful. Um, we were a little bit bored, and at that point, we were pretty tired at the end of the day. Um, so, we opted to leave a little early so that we can go back uh, downstairs and uh, you know get this damn photographer our email address so that we can <laughs> so that we can get our JPEG file sent uh, so when we get there it's like barren there's nobody around and I'm thinking motherfucker like there better be somebody to take my email and so we walk over and like they were pretty much putting all their stuff away but luckily their computers and stuff were still up so I was able to talk with one of these ladies get her my email address and then she tried to charge me ten dollars uh and I had to explain to her that, like, I'd already paid for it. And then I was just trying to, you know, I we'd done a retake. And I just needed, you know, to get the new photo sent to my email, obviously, because I got sent a copy of the old photo. It was the messed up one. Long story short, they got it fixed and sorted out. And, uh, you know, it was pretty much, um, you know, the end of our day. Uh, we, you know, basically left the convention and... Um, more or less, we got back in a fairly timely manner. You know, in our experience, whenever we're leaving these fucking conventions, like, it never fails. Always when, like, one highway is connecting with another highway to, like, head back up north, there's always, like, an accident on, like, an interchange or on the freeway or whatever. Luckily, this time, though, there wasn't a freaking accident anywhere to be seen. And just in general, like, it was just a pretty smooth ride all the way back home. Um... You know, as far as uh, as far as the convention, and I mean, you know, what you expected of it, like what you experienced, and just like overall, I mean, how did you feel about you know the convention at the end of our weekend experience at Stanley's Los Angeles Comic Con? It was good. I liked it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it. I thought I had a good time. Um, I mean, I would say it's on par. Uh, you know, with with WonderCon to a certain extent. I definitely like that it's in Los Angeles, which is a lot closer than Anaheim. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously a plus. Um, so, uh, I mean, and from what I understand is that they actually broke, like, an attendance record, 
you know, for them. I want to say it was like 91,000 or 93,000 attendees, which is pretty fucking big number. I, I do know at one point when I was talking to somebody else in line uh, for an event we're waiting for that um, it was so busy on Saturday when she, this lady tried to show up in the afternoon that she couldn't find parking anywhere, anywhere in the area of Los Angeles in order to get to the convention and just had to basically turn her car around and go back to the hotel because she could not get to the convention. There was no parking nowhere. So... I mean, that's just a testament to how busy it was. Either that or that she was just um, terrible at finding a fucking spot. I'm pretty sure she's stupid. <laughs> Plenty of other people found parking around there. Yeah. But, um, you know, so it was fun. If you haven't been to Kamikaze or Stan Lee's Los Angeles Com- um, Comic Con. L.A. Comic Con. Yeah. Stan Lee's L.A. Comic Con, otherwise known as Los Angeles. But he abbreviates. Comic Con. Yeah, he does abbreviate. L.A. Yeah, so Stanley's LA Comic Con. If you have, if you've been thinking about it, definitely give it a give it a chance. Go check it out. It's reasonably priced. Um, the panels are pretty good. They're getting a lot of you know big name guests in there. Um, if you haven't met Stanley, you know that's a pretty good place Hurry to up and do try it. to meet him. Um, so time's running out. Yeah, we're happy. We got to meet Stanley. We got to enjoy you know a weekend. You know. Uh, of uh, panels and hanging out with other like-minded geeks, so um, that's the uh, you know that's one of the places that you want to go to if you're in Southern California area, or even if you're farther. It was a good time, and uh, we were happy that they had us. So um, this is the end, wrapping up episode 39. Um, I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll be doing another episode uh, pretty soon on um, a review of the movie. Uh, Doctor Strange, which uh, we actually just saw a couple of hours ago, um, technically Thursday night, or it's fucking one forty-one in the morning I'm on uh, Saturday, and uh, we'll also be doing a Friday, um, Friday. Friday, Friday, yes, it's Friday, and uh, you know, so we'll be doing a review of Doctor Strange, um, which is the movie we saw Thursday night. And so now it's technically Friday morning, and we are going to be attending our first day of BlizzCon, and then tomorrow, BlizzCon again, so we'll be doing an episode on BlizzCon as well. Um, So again, it's episode 39. I'm Jesse. I'm here with Amanda. Yay. Thank you for listening. Take care, and goodbye. Bye.